have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. You ain't black. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. My Democratic colleagues don't like me saying this. I think the two-party system is good for the South and good for the Negro, good for the black. And uh, uh, other than the fact that they still call me boy, I don't think they've, I think they've changed their mind. They're going to put you all back in chains. That's the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a story for me. It was hurtful to hear you talk about the reputation of two United States senators who built their reputation and career on the segregation of race in this country. Are you going to I apologize? Think, guys, like, Corey apologize for what? For what? For what? To the Bagland Podcast, where we discuss politics, tech, and tangibles. If it's not about that, I don't want to hear it. Promoting these black-owned businesses. Phil Solomon Restoration, LLC. That's wallpaper or wall repair, toilet installation, cabinets, doors, sinks, painting, carpentry at 612-298-9852. He's trying to help out some foundational black Americans. His brother is on code. 15 to 20 hours per week, $15 an hour. Start time Monday through Friday at 5 p.m. Sizzling wagon, a great food truck, Monday through Friday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. in downtown Minneapolis, serving on the lockdown as well. Call 612-475-0713 for takeout. Go to www.beingblackinit. You can get into the information technology game. Guide to Being Black and IT on Amazon Prime. Go to Inns Beauty and Supplies on 615-66 Avenue, North Brooklyn Park, open every day, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Green Royal Videos, get your video animation done for your products and services. He's actually working on an animation class, so stay tuned. Go to www.catwalkfierce.com to get your makeup consultations done. The homegirl does excellent work. Go to www.accelerateclasses.com for Excel, Python, Data Science, SQL, Aura, Coding, HTML, CSS, Boot Camps. Excellent business. The sister owns it out of Atlanta. Go to www.psynbeats, that's sendbeats.com. Scores, films, movies, cartoons, device sounds. Get your ASCAP and BMI ready. Go to www.centerfiretacticalgear.com to get your firearm tools. You might want to custom make that pole for you. Onpointarmsllc.com to get your firearms. You're going to need them. Go to www.itmasterkey.com. That is your online IT certification. Go to www.puzzlehuddle.com. That's an excellent black-owned puzzle company. www.iwantamask.com. Get your KN95 certified mask. I ordered a few myself last week. You order a 10-pack for $60 plus tax. Go to www.thesafetypouch.com. This allows you to keep your wallet in no reaching distance if the race soldiers pull you over. www.tcmobilecarwash.com. Excellent car wash. Come straight to your home. Appointments only. Call 612-800-2772. Tonight, we're going to be talking about bending the knee, grow, and black folks... They want us to bend the knee. They're trying to bend the Negro. And we're leaving the Night's Watch. 
no more eating off our backs and we're dying and beating down the, the, the South. We're not going to be crawling past all the night watchers and losing, losing the North. No, winter is here. We're not going to be doing any of that. We're not going to be, uh, just basically getting devastated for everybody else. So y'all could have King's Landing and we could be out in the freezing cold. Donald J with the toupee released that that commercial about jumping Jim Crow 94 crime bill Joe. And as he said, apologize for what? Kind of sounds like $5 Indian Warren, don't it? When they asked $5 Indian Warren about reparations, she says a check for what? And jumping Jim Crow 94 crime bill Joe, he says, apologize for what? I'm not gonna apologize to you Negroes. I'm not gonna apologize for my Biden's law, my 94 crime bill. And you ain't black and you're not diverse. I'm going full core right wing white supremacist. Nowadays, you got all the mainstream white supremacists. Richard Spencer's been coming out saying, yeah, I, I rock with Biden. He's a white supremacist like me. Old Jim Crow Joe probably can't even remember how to tie his own shoes. But that's what's going on right now. They said we're prioritizing the LGBT 5000 plus. We're not going to do anything about these race soldiers annihilating and executing you Negroes. And there was a case this week. Actually, I seen the article today. The failed Washington Post is talking about the race soldiers. And it looks like the National Guard is called to Kenosha, Wisconsin. We all know that Wisconsin is a white supremacist haven. And the governor called in the National Guard, they said, to help quell unrest after the race soldier shot an unarmed black man. I watched the video and it appears that he was shot in front of his family from the video that I seen. He was going out to his car and they shot him many times in the back. Now, the failed Washington Post, a.k.a. the megalomaniacal, masochistic mainstream media, reports here as quoted, Kenosha, Kenosha, Wisconsin. Wisconsin's governor on Monday called in the National Guard to help quell unrest after police shot an unarmed black man in the latest incident this summer to stir cries of injustice and divide a nation over the urgency of bringing fundamental change to law enforcement. You notice how they said divide a nation over the urgency. So who's divided? The urgency of bringing fundamental change to law enforcement. What is the fundamental change they're talking about? I haven't seen any life sentences on the table. Let's keep on going. Police shot Jacob Blake, who witnesses said had been trying to break up an argument between two women as he walked back toward his SUV on Sunday, an officer trailing behind. As three of Blake's sons looked on from the vehicle, the officer fired seven times towards Blake's back at close range. The incident was caught on video, which immediately ricocheted across the internet. Now, 
The brother, they said, remained hospitalized in serious condition. Family members saying he was expected to survive. The officers placed on administrative leave. Do you hear me? The Kenosha shooting made the lakefront city of about 100,000 residents the new epicenter of a movement that has roiled America, roiled America this summer ever since video footage of George Floyd fatally pinned beneath the Minneapolis police officer's knee pleading for air. I told y'all that they weren't going to let up. I was in the barbershop the other day and I was getting cut. getting trimmed up draped up and drip and the discussion was these race soldiers are not out of control they're doing exactly what they were been paid to do and the, one of the one of the things that came up was how black babies were thrown in the water for alligator bait i want that to bring up a couple different ideas these are the same folks that used to do that kind of thing. It could have been a million different things that they could have done, but y'all have to understand, they said, we're not letting up. We're race soldiers. That's our job to uphold the system of racism, white supremacy. They shot him in front of his children for a reason. There's a reason why they did that. And black folks, we tend to ask why a lot. And I think we know the reason. We know the reason. They asked crime Kamala or Kuala, should I say. They asked her about the race soldiers. And she got to talking about all of this old splaining. Oh, well, uh, you know, uh, the, the message has changed and all of this crap. And I'm like, hold on, lady. Answer the damn question. trying to play both sides of the argument as Neely Fuller says the white supremacists play both sides of the argument she's a direct agent for the white system of white supremacy every time you see her talk she ain't talking about reparations she ain't talking about nothing so she's looking at it from the standpoint of hey I'm Indian I ain't no nigga I ain't gonna do nothing for you niggas no did you see that little bounce when when they asked her about what she's gonna do for black folks? You see how all oh, that that disdain? I cut the audio off just so I could watch the video when they asked her, and I see how she looked to the left to the side like nigga what? It was turned up. It was almost like you said something that was out of pocket to her. If you cut the video off and watch Crime Koala, y'all should check that out. When she was talking about she ain't gonna do nothing for black folks, cut the video off and just watch it and see how her, how she turned up, how she turned her nose. She turned her nose to the descendants of slaves. 90 days in the penal farm, that ain't shit. This is a crime koala anthem, 90 days. You done gave niggas way more than 90 days, crime koala. You done gave niggas all types of sentences, niggas that ain't even commit the crime. And whenever I point this out to black folk, I get the old, what's that nigga, what's that nigga's name that was in Django Unchained? You give me the old plantation Samuel Jackson retort. 90 days in the penal farm, that ain't shit. Police all let my mama home. You know what I'm saying? I had to play this laying the smackdown for you.
She gave niggas way more than 90 days. When you cut that video off, and you see how she turned her face up, and kind of, she gave a little bounce, like, I ain't about to, no, I ain't gonna give nothing to you niggas. She would have never fixed her mouth if they were getting ready to create an executive order or some type of study to give Indian people reparations. She would never fix her mouth to say that. Ever. They would have smacked her with a curry with a backhand curry pimp slap. She would never fix her mouth to say anything out of pocket about Indian folks. And you got the Bedwinch Brigade and the Sambo crew and the rigor mortis roly crowd. You got them out here basically just hoping. They said, well, we we gotta get down on out. You got niggas, you got you got Jim Crow Joe. And Crime Koala probably done locked up more niggas than Donald J would could. I guarantee you, after Donald J wins again, they still gonna surpass how many niggas that they done locked up. And every time you bring that up to black folk, you get a real Samboish plantation scent. Well, I just don't like him. And what's that got to do with it? What's like got to do with it? You know, some Tina Turner shit. What does liking someone got to do with it? Let's go down here to this article and see if they ain't explaining anymore. Now, they said the shooting in Wisconsin sparked nationwide demonstrations. New York, people gathered in Manhattan. People gathered in Minneapolis. All right, Jim Crow Joe said something. He said in a statement that the country wakes up yet again with grief and outrage that yet another black American is a victim of excessive force. Notice the words, is a victim of excessive force. No, no domestic terror ambush lynching. They're not using that term. Now, Jim Crow Joe says, this calls for an immediate, full, and transparent investigation, and the officers must be held accountable. These shots pierce the soul of our nation. I got a little rising tide to lift all boats energy in that statement. Full and transparent investigation, and the officers must be held accountable. He didn't say that the officers should get a life sentence. He didn't, see, he didn't talk about that. Now, they said Donald J. with the toupee did not immediately address the shooting. But in remarks in the opening day of the Republican National Convention, old Pence, old Governor Klan Pence made the administration's sympathies clear. Trump and the Republicans, Pence told cheering supporters, will always stand with the men and women who serve on the thin blue line of law enforcement. We're going to back the blue. playing both sides of the argument i said it a thousand times neely fuller told us they're playing both sides of the argument pence basically said hey look of uh indiana the clan i mean indiana i was a governor down here we back the blue we're supporting the race soldiers no matter what we ain't hiding we're flat out we're, we're flat out going full-scale white supremacists let's go i could deal with that Jim Crow Joe got to talk about accountability at the same time talking about putting more race soldiers on the force 
Oh, here we go. I can just imagine what it's going to be like Friday morning. The Sambo Synagogue and the Bedwinch Brigade is going to be out there talking about, we got to get Donald J out of office. I don't like him. Well, what about reparations? Well, what about the LGBT? We got the votes. We's got the votes. Don't pull the chicken George on me. Tom Moore. Y'all remember Roots? Tom Moore. You remember when Tom Moore was drunk with Chicken George when he was going through he was going through the field? And you know, the race soldiers, I mean the overseers, they stopped Chicken George and said, Hey Negro, where are you going? And he had to wake up Massimo. And he said, Massimo, wake up. Massimo was drunk as hell. And he said, this nigger don't know where he's going and this cracker's drunk. And then that's what Tom, Tom Moore, Tom Moore says, I ain't no cracker. Drunk ass cracker. Cracker Moore. Jim Crow Joe kind of reminds me of Cracker Moore. He got this black son. He done bought him a bed winch. See, they're, what they're trying to do, the Democrats, the demonic do-nothing Dems are trying to chicken Georgia's. They're basically trying to say, hey, you fight these chickens, and then come around November, if we win, uh, let's prioritize the LGBT 5,000 on you niggas. Then you got Broker Al. I'm not even gonna get into Broker Al. Then it says Wisconsin governor signed an executive order calling the state's legislator into a special session for August 31st to pass legislation that would ban no-knock warrants and chokeholds while requiring de-escalation training for officers. So this is for all these Negroes talking about police reform. They're pretty much letting you know, they said a ban on no-knock warrants. They're not saying what the punishment's going to be. You ain't heard Negro Clyburn. You haven't heard Pelosi. You haven't heard $5 Indian Warren. Even Crime Koala. You don't hear her talking about life sentences for race soldiers. She supported the race soldiers in California. She didn't prosecute not one race soldier. Then they put, they put niggas on curfew. It says state rep Jim Steinneck, who was majority leader in the Wisconsin State Assembly, urged other elected officials to resist the temptation to rush to judgment after the shooting, saying that politicians, statements or actions can stoke flames of violence. The flame of violence was five shots to the back. More splaining. Now. It says the shooting in Kenosha, a city located between Milwaukee and Chicago, occurred after 5 p.m. Sunday when officers responded to a domestic incident. Video shows neighbors congregated while two officers, uh, race soldiers, with their guns drawn, followed Blake as he approached the car. As Blake opened the driver's side car door, an officer can be seen tugging on Blake's white tank top before multiple shots rang out. Now, a neighbor said Blake was attending his three-year-old son's birthday party on the lawn of his apartment building. 
the neighbor, a 20-year-old, a 23-year-old named Marie, who spoke on the condition that her last name not be used for fear of retaliation from the race soldiers, said an argument between two women broke out at some point. Blake was standing near the silver vehicle in the street, and one of the women directed the police to him. Now, they said the officer didn't ask questions. He just grabbed Blake and tried to use his taser to stun him, which did not work. Then Blake walked to the front of the car and was shot by the police. After the shooting, Marie said the women who were arguing blamed each other for the police arriving. So it sounds like it could have been two women arguing over him. One of them put some hood rat shit and called the race soldiers and the race soldiers came and said, all right, I'm about to execute one of you niggas. There you go. That's what that sounds like to me. They said he was taken by helicopter to the in Milwaukee. But let's go over here to Milwaukee. Milwaukee has what they call the old law. You got black folks that are still locked up under old life sentence laws. They're supposed to be released under the fact that that old law was supposed to have been abolished. People in Milwaukee know what I'm talking about. It's called the old law. And there's a certain zip code where there's more black folks that's arrested more than anywhere in the country. There's a documentary on that. Check that out. Five, five something. I can't remember what it's called. It's a, it's a zip code. There's a documentary about black folks where the race soldiers are prosecuting. They're arresting and getting black folks prosecuted more than anywhere in the country. There was another article that came out called how the Nazis were inspired by Joe. The Nazis were inspired by Jim Crow. This was released by the history.com channel. August 16th in the year of our Lord 2017. It says to craft legal demonstration, uh, uh, to craft legal discrimination, the Third Reich studied the United States. Now think about that for a second. Oh, hold on, let me analyze this for a minute here. Let me analyze this for a second, okay? Now it says here. In 1935, let me start this off right. In the year of our Lord, 1935, Nazi Germany passed two radically discriminatory pieces of legislation. The Reich Citizenship Law and the Law for the Protection of German Blood and German Honor. Together, these were known as the Nuremberg Laws, and they laid the legal groundwork for the prosecution of Jewish people during the Holocaust or World War II. Now, remember, with the Nuremberg laws, you had a lot of those Nazi police. They ended up going to prison and getting executed for what they did to Jewish people. That's not something that's been occurring here in the United States, in the Western, uh, in the Western Hemisphere. Now, when the Nazis set out to legally disenfranchise and discriminate against Jewish citizens, they weren't just coming up with ideas out of thin air. They studied closely the laws of another country now staying in the question mode who might that be just wondering according to james q whitman author of hitler hitler's american model that country was the united states 
quote, America in the early 20th century was the leading racist jurisdiction in the world, says Whitman, who is a professor at Yale Law School. He said that Nazi lawyers, as a result, were interested, looked very closely, and were ultimately influenced by American race law. In particular, Nazis admired the Jim Crow era laws that discriminated against foundational black Americans and segregated them from white Americans, and they debated whether to introduce similar segregation in Germany. Yet they ultimately decided that wouldn't go far enough. Now, he says one of the most striking Nazi views was that Jim Crow was a suitable racist program in the US because American blacks were already oppressed and poor. But then in Germany, by contrast, where the Jews, as the Nazis imagined it, were rich and powerful, it was necessary to take more severe measures. So they looked at it like, all right, these black folks was poor. They didn't have the power that they needed. So let's just flip the switch. Let's not reinvent the wheel. Let's not reinvent the wheel. The Jewish people got a bag. We got to get rid of them right away. We got to pull a Tulsa. We got to pull a Rosewood. We got to pull a, a what, what city was that? North Carolina or South Carolina. We got to pull one of those moves right away. I mean, quick. Now it says because of this, Nazis were more interested in how the U.S. had designated Native Americans, Filipinos, and other groups as non-citizens, even though they lived in the U.S. of its territories. These models influenced the citizenship portion of the Nuremberg Laws, which stripped Jewish Germans of their citizenship and classified them as nationals. But a component of the Jim Crow area, the Jim Crow era, that Nazis did think they could translate into Germany were anti-miscon uh how do you say this miscontigenation laws which prohibited interracial marriages in 30 of 48 states now america by a wide margin the harshest law of this kind whitman says in particular some of the state laws threatened severe criminal punishment for interracial marriage that was something radical nazis were very eager eager to do in germany as well all right y'all should go check that out i'm not let me give you my analysis on this real quick and we're going to move all around we're going to move we're going to move along so and this is another basis for reparations for foundational black americans that descended to the slaves see the nazis use jim crow as the black channel says and as the new black media says black folks are the measurement and the yardstick for injustice so they used jim crow as a ruler and said all right these niggas is being oppressed let's just turn this up a little bit they being lynched they being everything under the sun's done for done to them but we need to crank this up a little bit let's turn up the temperature on these jews that's how the nazis was looking at this and they said you know what these black folks are out here foundational black americans is busting a back pretty much setting a stone for civil rights now that was before the, the civil rights generation that's that's before you know the symbols of christmas eve came through i digress but during nazi germany if they use that as the blueprint and they admired that that means black folks were the yardstick and the measuring stick for injustice by definition 
if if that statement is true, then then we were the yardstick for death for 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 injustice. That's another thing. If they use us as the blueprint for injustice, that's another reason why we should get reparations. Not just slavery, but quasi slavery Jim Crow. So that means black folks was being sent over to stop the Nazi the, the, the uh, Nazi Germany from oppressing Jewish people. Black folks was sent over to the army to a segregated anti-black military to fight for a nation that is going to stop another country from mistreating others and making sure that they have the most constructive help to come back from Nazi Germany and then be mistreated again. Now that statement I made is either true or false. It ain't no in between. That statement I made is either true or false. We were sent over to help other people and make sure they received the most constructive help in Nazi Germany. And then we were sent back over to the United States where we received the least constructive help. King's Landing, the Night's Watch. This is another castle black folk moment. This is the Night's Watch going over, saving King's Landing again. Now, there was something by the LAPD, the LAPD race soldiers. They surrounded the home of a LA Black Lives Matter founder due to a hoax. Now, this is by Patch. And it looks like here, it says the LAPD is investigating an apparent swatting call that brought armed officers Wednesday to the mid-city home of Melina Abdullah, co-founder of Black Lives Matter. You see? So it looks like officers were sent shortly after 9 a.m. to Abdullah's house near Crenshaw on West Washington Boulevard on a call that three people were being held hostage by a man with a gun. Quote, after the officers were able, I mean, race soldiers were able to verify the safety of the residents, the on-scene investigation determined the call was a hoax. Y'all knew it was a damn hoax before y'all showed up. See, what they were trying to do is they were trying to pull one of these old, well, I'm just going to show up. Maybe we can execute a black person to try to scare you Negroes out here in L.A. And that's what they were doing. That's what that sounds like to me. It doesn't add up. They said, now this is what she said. She said that I don't know why they were here. They have guns pointed at my house. There's a helicopter overhead. Nobody's knocked at the door, but apparently they've made announcements for people to come out with our hands up. My children, children are in the house. My children are in the house. I don't know what this is. That's what she said on the gram. Now an officer on a loudspeaker could then be heard specifically identifying Abdullah's address from outside before saying, come out with your hands up. We are, you are surrounded. Then an hour later, she spoke about the incident at an event designed to show support for naming her Dean of a new school of ethnic studies at Cal State LA, where she is a professor of Pan-African studies. You see what I'm saying? 
So that that's the type of games that they've been playing. Now let's go over here and take a look at this here. I want to pull this up. For some reason, this ain't pulling up. I don't know what's going on. But saxophone bill. Saxophone bill. Now, the UK Daily, or was this a, the DailyMail.com that found out that saxophone bill was receiving a neck massage from Epstein's victim in never before seen photos during a trip on the pedophile's plane to Africa in 2002. I'm seeing pictures of Epstein. I'm seeing pictures of saxophone bill. Think about that. Have you noticed that the do nothing demonic dims, they haven't said anything about it. Shantae, her name is Shantae Davies. That's her name, Shantae. Pretty rare name for a white woman. Anyway, it says here, Epstein's accused madam, Ghislaine Maxwell, encouraged Davies to give Clinton a back massage where the group was refueling at a small airport in Portugal. Maxwell, arrested in July, is currently in prison on charges in connection to Epstein's sex trafficking ring. The do-nothing demonic Dems haven't said a word. First Dem, first Dem. That's all I can say about that. Now, here's an article. Now, y'all remember about maybe 15 to 20 episodes back, I was talking about how Sisters was going into... The hospital oh. and how black women were going into these hospitals pregnant ending up dying because you have a lot of these white supremacist doctors and a lot of these white supremacist nurses and it's been a couple different megalomaniacal masochistic mainstream media outlets and platforms that have been coming out and basically admitting that black babies are more likely to survive when cared for by black doctors a u.s study now how did they obtain this information how did they obtain this it says black babies have a greater chance of survival when the hospital doctor in charge of their care is also black according to a new study it says in the U.S., babies of color face starkly worse clinical outcomes than white newborns. Do you know how sick? Remember, you have to remember a lot of these folks have the same energy as putting the black baby as alligator bait. They got that alligator baby syndrome. They got the alligator baby bait energy. Earlier research from the CDC published last year shows that black babies are more than twice as likely to die before reaching their first birthday than white babies, regardless of the mother's income or education level. Remember, I told you guys about that about six months ago or so. I did a report where I was talking about this sister that was an epidemiologist, I believe. Good health, everything. Education, check. Bag, check. Health, check. Still died. What's going on in the emergency rooms? 
Now, while infant mortality has fallen overall in the past century thanks to improvements in hygiene, nutrition, and healthcare, the black, whites, Hispanic. Now, I always tell y'all, you need to get medical apartheid. Everyone on this podcast listening needs to go get a medical apartheid on Amazon Prime right now. I heard a couple niggas say, man, it's too hard to read. I don't know. That's some soundboard Christmas Eve energy. Anyway, multiple interrelated factors which contribute to these disparities include structural and society racism, toxic stress, and cumulative, cumulative social economic disadvantages, a.k.a. white supremacy. Um... The new study published in the Proceedings of the National Academy of Sciences suggests the race of the attending doctor also plays an important role. Now, researchers reviewed $1.8 million hospital birth records in Florida from 1992 to 2015 and established the base of the doctor in charge of each newborn's care. When cared for by white doctors, black babies are about three times more likely to die in the hospital than white newborns. Now, this disparity halves when black babies are cared for by a black doctor. Strikingly, the biggest drop in deaths occur in complex births and in hospitals that deliver relatively more black babies, suggesting institutional factors may play a role. So again, anytime you hear a black person say we don't need reparations, you have to look at that nigga like a covert Negro ghost skin. You have black children that are being killed. You might as well say, what's the difference? If they're saying health and education isn't a problem, then why are these babies being, in my opinion, killed? Why are they not being saved? How is that possible? If the health income is the same, the education is the same or better because black folks got to work twice as hard. How is it that these black babies are not surviving? This woman was fine until she went in the hospital. Now she's in the hospital and now there's a problem. So anytime you hear some nigga, some plantation meritorious man, you Muppet talking about, well, you know, we don't need no reparations. We just need an apology. When you get the Sambo, when you get the, when you get the Sambo of Christmas Eve energy, you know, you got to suspect that nigga's probably an agent. You got this type of shit going on to black folks and they're making excuses on what we shouldn't receive. We need another Tulsa with our own hospital. These are the white supremacists saying that black babies survive better with black folks than white folks. These are the mainstream megalomaniac of masochistic mainstream media telling you this. So when you hear niggas say otherwise, you watch them. Now listen, the study found no statistically significant link between the risk of maternal mortality, which is also much higher for black and brown women and the race of the mother's doctor. Why race concordance is so important in black infant mortality requires further research, but it may enhance trust and communication between doctor and mother and black doctors may be more attuned to social risk factors and cumulative disadvantages, which can impact neonatal care. According to Brad Wood Greenwood, a lead author from the George Mason University in Virginia. Listen, unconscious racism among white doctors towards black women and their babies may also be at play. 
for white newborns, the race of their doctors makes little difference to their chances of survival. Despite the stark findings, black women seeking a black doctor to minimize the risk of workforce remains disproportionately white. Only 5% of doctors are black, according to the Association of American Medical Colleges. It's talking about diversity. I won't really go into that. But you get you catch my drift. But that's what's going on. Medical Apartheid by Miss Washington on Amazon Prime right now. Y'all should go pick up that book. Take the same amount as two Popeye's chicken sandwiches and go get that book. Well, it's too hard to read. It hurts my feelings. Nigga, this is a pandemic. No one gives a damn about your feelings. What I want to do is I want to talk about Lovecraft Country a little bit. Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams, probably one of my more favorable directors. I appreciate their art. I've been waiting on this special for quite a long time. And I wanted to give an analysis of the first episode. Now, if you haven't seen this already, it might be a little bit of spoils, but you should have already watched it if you was interested in Sundown Towns. I was. Now, one thing I want to say about some of the characters here is... Initially, when I started watching it, I noticed one thing that was very notable. And one of those things was when they walked into the bar at. There was there was a brother that they were trying to get information from. And if you notice, one of the bars said Denmark Vesey's bar. Now, Denmark Vesey, y'all should already know. You know what I'm saying? You should already know that name. Denmark Vesey. Then Mark Vesey went hard. Nat turned hard. They got them insurrections cracking off. They went hard in the paint. You should know their names. But I noticed they crowbarred a nigga. That, well, I don't even really want to get into that. But they did some crowbarring. Notice when he walked in that bar. When you see that part after he walked in that bar, you're going to see what I'm talking about. They start crowbarring some little agenda shit in there. I don't know. But... One thing I noticed was when Letty, when she came into town trying to meet her sister, she was like, look, I need to stay in town for a couple nights in Chicago. And I noticed they really, they really picked the dark skin, light skin thing going on. Letty was up there telling her sister, hey, look, we need to find a new place. We need to assimilate. We need to live where the white folks at. And her sister, her dark-skinned sister said, look, I'm fine where I'm at. I don't really want to live where the white folks at. She said, I've been applying to work downtown at a department store for years. And Letty was like, oh, I could get in there. And she said, you think it's that easy? So she's kind of looking at her sister like, yeah, nigga, you super high yellow. You might be able to get in there, but I can't. So you want to come over here and tell me that I need to go down to this department store or I could I could get a job at the department store and then we can live in a place that's real nice. So she's kind of, in a way, she's kind of, her little sister's kind of like, Letty's looking at it from a standpoint like, you know, 
I'm I'm the little sister. I'm the high yellow little sister. I want things to kind of go my way. And the big sister was like, Heifer, you got two days. Do you hear me? Mama died. We had to take care of mama's funeral. And you was out there fighting the revolution. So you don't get to come up here making no demands. So, but I noticed that stark contrast. Maybe Jordan Peele kind of wrote that one in. You know, but her, her sister, her big sister set her straight. Now, if you notice Chicago, Chicago had it popping. I noticed a lot of black owned businesses. I want to rewind a little bit more and I want to talk about the genius of some of the storyline. When Tick came home from the war, if you noticed that he was coming from Kentucky, I'm not sure what exactly what state he was coming from before Kentucky but you notice he put his finger out at the old Jim Crow they should have threw a picture of Joe Biden in there but I digress you see now I noticed that Tick's uncle when he was in the bookstore he made a mention about Anna Anna, Illinois. Now, if you read that Sundown Town book, hold on, let's pull this up. Everybody needs to get this damn book. And by, hot damn, hot damn, hot damn, look at the dog. When you look on Wik Wikipedia, I mean Wikipedia, uh, when you type in Sundown Town in Google, when you type that in, the first thing you see is Sundown Town. And off to the right, you see, see results from Sundown Towns and in the book by James W. Lowen. Excellent book. I've read that book twice. I'm going to read it again. Um, when you type in Sundown Town on Google and you hit that enter button on your laptop, you notice that at the first column, you see Anna, Illinois. Ain't no niggas allowed. Anna was a known sundown town. There's a lot of sundown towns that was in Illinois, especially Indiana and Missouri. And Anna has a very, very dark past. So James W. Lowen was going from these sundown towns and talking to people about that. But it's interesting on how um, Tick's uncle had mentioned about Anna. Look up Anna, Illinois. Now, Tick's uncle, if you guys ever seen the green book, not the green, I mean, the real green book, not the damn watered down ass movie, but the green book was basically, and that's another case for reparations. Black folks couldn't even go without having a book to tell them that they might not get strung up. So Tick's uncle was a guide. His job was basically like creating a green book. He was going from sundown town to sundown town. He'll go somewhere and be like, okay, let me check out, you know, how, how tough is, how severe is this white supremacy in this town? Could I pass through? Could I go? Is this safe for black folk? So that's another reason why he wanted to go with Tick to go find out his, find out where his pops was. You see? Now, I noticed there was another part, if you guys noticed, that James Baldwin was speaking as they were going through some of those towns. 
You see what I mean? And he was, that was a nice little piece where they had Mr. Baldwin. James Baldwin was a rider. If James Baldwin was, was around right now, Black Lives Matter probably wouldn't even be here. James Baldwin would have been like, shit, what I do in bed ain't nobody's business. This is about black empowerment. Do you dig it? What he did with his sexual business ain't got nothing to do with black folk. That's where, that, that was his stance. So the Black Lives Matter organization wouldn't even be here. He would have, he would have, if Ida B. Wells and James Baldwin was alive, man, they wouldn't even, them niggas wouldn't have nowhere to go. But anyway, um, sun, some of the sun, sundown towns, I mean sun up, uh, it made me kind of think about what happened on 38th in Chicago. That was like a sundown or sun up move. When Mr. Floyd was lynching broad daylight, you know, Eric Garner was lynching broad daylight. Look at look at that scene where you seen that sheriff when they finally got out there to Arkham or Arkham, Massachusetts. The sun wasn't even set yet, and he was chasing them down, told them he got seven minutes to leave the county. It wasn't just a sundown town. It was a sundown county. So they only had a little bit of time to get up out of there. I thought that was very, very interesting. But when they, before they got to that sundown county, they stopped in a sundown town to get something to eat. And as soon as they pulled up in that town, those white supremacists was looking like, okay, who are these Negroes? And they decided Tick's uncle wanted to stop and get something to eat. And they were trying to tell this nigga, we citizens and all, but that don't mean nothing to some of these towns. You know, you black, but your uniform is set to be mistreated. Or I mean, you're, you're, you're a citizen, but your uniform is black. So because you're a black person, you're eligible for mistreatment. And they showed him that right away. You see what I'm saying? Soon as they got in that diner, they were sitting down, waiting to try to order something. And Letty, Letty was on code. Letty went over there and said, let me use the, the, the woman's restroom here. As soon as she went to use the restroom, she kind of put her ear to the door and she heard that cook talk about, hey, it's some Negroes over here. We heard about what you did probably to this other black person and I didn't serve them. So she got on the phone talking to somebody. And soon as she left that, that area, she ran out there and said, man, we got to get the fuck up out of here. We got to leave now. And she went to go get that damn car. And they drove off and they got chased by them white supremacists. Now listen to this analysis about Lovecraft, Lovecraft, Lovecraft craft country. As they were leaving... I noticed they went on a, you know, they had a little shootout, got chased, and then that same silver car pulled up, made the car do a, do a somersault in the air, and then Becky hopped out, and I looked at her and I said, is she a daywalker? We were trying to determine was she a vampire or something like that, like a daywalker. 
that's what I was trying to figure out. So that's a very, very interesting and a lot of it's historic, but that was very, very interesting. They, they put those sundown towns together to modify white supremacy and refinement a little bit more. They probably said, well, you know what? We will string you niggas up, but let's just say, don't come into none of these towns. Otherwise we could pretty much use all, all of our judicial jurisdiction to string you up and get away with it. So the, the sundown towns was the refinement stage of white supremacy. The sundown towns was basically saying, hey, look, you Negroes don't even need to be around here at all, but you could come through here but during the day, but you bet not be over here at night. When that sun sets, you're done. So they had signs up. And you had some black folks said, man, you know my rights. I'm about to go there anyway. I don't know if they wanted a Becky or they had something to prove, but them niggas came up missing. You ain't never seen them again. You understand? So this was something, this was anti-black racism at its finest, where black folks had to watch where they go, watch what towns had they had to come through. Even after these so-called civil rights uh, laws were passed, and this is the reason why we needed our reparations, because if we would have continued to have Tulsa's and they might have tried to burn them down. Y'all need to check out the HBO series um, Watchmen. It talked about that a lot. Talked a lot about a lot of ghost skins. You know, if we would have had our reparations and we wouldn't have taken colder rice and we wouldn't have had the Sambos of Christmas Eve coming through the room. If niggas wasn't getting their ass whooped to Selma and thanking the race soldiers for it in their service, if we wouldn't have had that, we would have been fine. Now we're trying to build that back up. The former slaves, the 80s babies, not the baby boomers, them niggas ain't about to do shit. The Generation X or whatever, the millennials. I mean, you know, everybody from the age of maybe 40 and under, you still got a bunch of civil rights generation apologists and sacrilegious niggas that are still in that old, I got my ass whooped, thank the police. You still got some of them, but they ain't really going to make it. So we ain't worried about them. But everybody younger... Everybody that says, oh, the youth is the problem. It's always these youth and these young black folks is the problem. Those niggas, the ones that say we're the problem, we're gonna be the we're gonna be the resolution. Watch. We gonna be the resolution. It ain't gonna be these old bitter niggas. It ain't gonna be them. It's gonna be the X-Men. It's gonna be the Negro Wolverines. It's gonna be a young Ida. It's gonna be a young. Stokely, it's gonna be a young Turner, it's gonna be a young John Brown. Yeah. You might have a John Brown Bob, not a Yo-Yo Bob. There's a difference. Let's talk about Yo-Yo Bob. There was a book, right? And basically, there was a book where this, this white dude wrote, he said, what black woman you should date and what one you should avoid. It was a, it's an actual book called that. And I seen that from the black media. And this is more that JW Lucas, 
this underhand hip-hop white supremacy talk this is the yo 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 bob and he, when he gets around papa billy bob the negro talk ends because pops ain't having this nigga talk you know this is something i could viciously dissect here they want the negro bedwinch they want the slave play perspective this is this is the person that they want where they want to smell a black woman's hair and hey is it real and you know she's just like yeah it's just, you know i just put a little bit of spritzer on and i'm like nigga and soon as he does it soon as she does something that he doesn't like this nigga starts calling her a nigga oh you're nappy you know i don't want to you know what i'm saying you smell like some shea butter you shea butter nigger <laughs> you shea butter you shea butter picking any you know what i'm saying you start they start talking to them like that and then they get on the internet and start talking about well you know my my boyfriend's racist and all this shit they want some sambo bedwinch sympathy you know what i'm saying the audacity for this black look this white dude that wrote this book he be fucking with all types of this black women he be fucking with all types of black women that's how he wrote it he felt he felt like jw lucas punk ass well i have the right to speak on you negroes i have the right to speak on you negroes my name is yo 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 bob i'm a yo 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 bob i can speak on y'all you know I, I i might say the n-word i used to say it a nigga probably slapped me a few times and I don't say the N-word no more, but now I feel like I can speak on y'all more than I know what you need. And, you know, I think Brianna Taylor was, you know what I'm saying? I think Brianna Taylor, if she was, if someone was selling drugs in her house, it just is what it is. Those are those type of people. You see what I'm saying? I want to talk about I was late to talk about this, but black on black murder, you know, I didn't really know too much about what happened to, you know, FBG duck rest in peace. Of course, I don't know the schematics. I'm not from Chicago, but I noticed something very key when I seen the video, when he was ambushed and executed. I noticed that the race soldiers were sitting around basically just letting him die and 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 it made me kind of think like they knew who he was and you would think that while these do nothing demonic dims and all that that's a democratic city that's a democratic ran city chicago and they probably got more black folks shooting each other and more alleged suspected white supremacists coming through on the weekend murdering black people more than any other city in the country yet and still the democrats talking about vote for us you ain't doing shit for chicago what the hell is you doing for altgale garden what is you doing for inglewood what is you doing for the far south side what you doing for terratown what you doing for for garfield park they ain't doing nothing. Mole Lightfoot running around with one of them old grandfather uncle suits ain't doing nothing for Chicago. 
I heard reports saying this nigga wasn't even from Chicago. I don't know if that's true or not. I guess my Chicago people gonna have to correct me on that. I heard that nigga ain't even from Chicago. I don't know. But I noticed the race soldiers weren't even trying to help this brother. So y'all got all these race soldiers out there cornering off the shooting, putting all types of yellow tape around, and this brother struggling to survive and y'all can't get him no constructive help. You see what I mean? So I just thought about that. That was just something that was something I noticed when I seen the video. Something I noticed when I seen the video. And here's another article that I thought was very interesting. Now this was about this is off futurism.com. And one thing I noticed that was very interesting was they're saying that doctors want to put chips in your body to monitor tumors. Scientists are trying to find, are trying to develop tiny electronic chips that can go inside your body and watch for tumors or repair injuries. Now, in my opinion, I think they already got them. I think they already got them. The RFIDs and all of that now says there's a problem. It's hard to do those things without also scarring the nearby tissue. So the main challenge to solve isn't necessarily how to make a device that can track cancer growth, but rather how to make one that does not. That, I mean, it does that without being rejected by the body's immune system or wreaking havoc the whole time. Now, scientists are trying to bridge that human-machine interface using flexible organic electronics rather than rigid materials like silicone and covering them with bio-friendly coatings. Now, remember, I did an article, actually a report, about nanoparticles and nano-vaccines. Y'all remember? Go back and look about maybe 13 maybe 10 to 13 episodes I did where I was talking about nano vaccinations and nanoparticles. I looked at some scholarly articles for that. Now, quoting here, we got the idea for this project because we were trying to interface rigid inorganic micro electrodes with the brain. But brains are made out of organic, salty, live materials, lead researcher and University of Delaware material scientist David Martin said in a press release. It wasn't working well, so we thought there must be a better way. Now Martin's work, which hasn't yet been published, but was presented Monday at the American Chemical Society Fall 2020 conference found that a coating previously used to prevent static charges on electronic displays also make the chips less abrasive to their biological surroundings. Let me pause this for a minute. While the Popeye's chicken negro spiritual people are telling you not to add, don't add no questions. Your dark, your dark wing deacon, your deacon dark wing duck the question. Whenever you go to the black church and you start asking questions about how you're going to do something constructive, they say, don't add no questions. Just go home and, you know, eat your Popeye's three pieces and just pray. Nigga, you got white supremacists out here doing this type of shit. Studying, having interest groups, having all types of think tanks. And you got niggas still talking about, don't add no questions. Just get your ass whipped by the police and thank them for their service. You, you, 
still that's the sample that's the popeye chicken negro spiritual edition the christmas eve edition niggas they, they still do they still coming with that you start asking these niggas questions they tell you don't make any questions just read the book and just follow suit and i said if that's the case if you crack open that good book weren't people asking questions hey how do i follow the lord how do i live constructively how do i increase in commerce and multiply how do i be fruitful and multiply how do i do that don't add no quick they tell you don't ask no questions okay all right now look it says the chips haven't yet been tested in people i, I bet they haven't so no one's actually walking around with a cancer tracking chip embedded in their brains but martin and his teams are confident that they would work should they reach that stage of research now here's a question what is the stages of research what stages of researches are they talking about now it says the ability to do the polymerization in a controlled way inside a living organism organism would be fascinating now when they say the polymer uh the poly polymerization in a controlled way inside a living living organism a living organism what living organism are they talking about what measures are they talking about taking to put this in a living organism what if they say hey we're getting tired of rabbits hey we're getting tired of rats. Hey, we're getting tired of you Negroes. Who are they going to test? They might start kidnapping some niggas and testing it. I'm just saying. That's very, very interesting. Now, one thing I want to do before we close out tonight, I want to talk about some technical things. Now, I always like to talk about uh, Mr. Grace, Mr. Grace's uh, great success, Derek Grace. Um, I was talking to one of my homies the other day. I said, man, would you like to um, consider investing in artificial intelligence and robots? And I said, there's a website you might want to take a look at, bro. And Grace Robotics has a has a website if you type in if you type in on google it's kind of hard to find it but just type in grace robotics and then type in Derek grace because when you go to his website it has like a lot of extra stuff in the in the link but if you look at what it says ai is our new reality this premier artificial intelligence company is not only black owned but it's owned by age by children three three to eleven now his children own an AI company and what you could do is you can invest in the company if you want to so y'all should check this out so it's gonna be launching soon you can invest in it and when you go to the website here you can click on invest in robotics you can put in your name and you can say you want to invest in it they got $8,500 to 10 grand 10 grand to 15, 15 to 20, and 20 plus. So you might want to consider investing in that. Invest in a black-owned company. You know, now, I want to give a little bit of game.
Spybot search and destroy. If anybody has spyware, most people are using smartphones. If anybody has spyware, you might want to consider uh, Spybot search and destroy. I like the older version before. However, um, you know, it's still something that you could use for, um, you know, cleaning up your spyware on your computer if you happen to be looking up crazy stuff. Um, another thing I like to talk about, I want to get more into tech. Like I said before, there's a great game on Xbox. It's many years, maybe about three, four years old or so, uh, a game called grow up. It's a really, really good game. It's going to get your mind off the BS. You're going to spend a ton of time on it. You know what I'm saying? If it's something where you just want to, you having some stress, you want to play, you want to challenge yourself. It's almost like a puzzle in a way it's called grow up. Another thing I've noticed that Skype is kind of going away. It's kind of janky. So people have been using Microsoft Teams. I've supported in corporations before. Microsoft Teams is a teleconference software and you could pretty, it's, it's, a, it's a IM conferencing software as well. So you could send people chats and you could get online and have meetings. It's pretty seamless. Um, but if you, as you notice, there was a shift in the tech field from break fix to code. I was on Facebook talking to some of my comrades today and I seen a desktop support position in Fridley, Minnesota for 13 an hour and they wanted a bachelor's degree. I said, y'all better get the hell out of here. See, this whole pandemic with the restructuring of the economic order, you got a lot of black folks out here where they plan on saying, well, hey, you niggas about to suffer. We gonna automate all of this. You starting to go on Walmart. You going to all these places and you seeing everything automated. That's why I say y'all got to get down and check out Derek Grace's Grace Robotics website. And you want to start learning about things like that. Now, I, I'm still seeing a lot of positions out here. And they're saying, hey, look, you can. These are the things that you probably want to be familiar with windows 10 windows 7 that's old but you still might have some manufacturing companies that are going to be supporting you in that uh that you need to support in that method that measure um so 2016 2012 2008 knowledge of active directory 365 is hot right now there's a lot of migrations for that user account active directory exchange distribution list bomb guard skype office suite Word, Excel, PowerPoint, Outlook, Project, Visio. Um, just overall support of 365 and a distribution list in the mailboxes. Another thing, this has been a, a old school one. Whenever I want to upgrade my RAM, man, I ain't trying to look up all the specification sheets. I go to BLARC. Go download BLARC auditing, and that will basically do an entire automated audit of everything that's on your system so you know exactly how much RAM you got, um, how much is being used in your slots? You don't have to go and look for a bunch of things. And, you know, I, I think that was really dope. That's definitely something that you want to look at. I mean, you, you really want to look at that, you know, so. So what we're going to do here is we're going to play some of that old groundhog here. We're going to play some of that old groundhog. I tell everybody, go to www.beingblackandit.com. Over and out.
cedar with food stamps two for a dollar minute mage arms we knew that hand me down clothes surplus shoes the new champ tight wrangler jeans seven my bar and guess who's back in sixth grade they told us that his dad pays taxes but this privileged fucker don't know niggas paid for that working in the hot sun without pay so slave that cool to kente on your monkey ass engrave that reading books at the library I scary surprise to learn a country is savage my dairy mixing the nest but so restless playing any shit dunk on a mario we ain't have no atari though young black kids brainwashed by xena and barbie though thought shivery was alive until i messed with sorry ho and then i realized society is cutthroat the law ain't shit and they still don't give a fuck though the food stamps minute mage horns guess who's back paragon cable cut off we knew that Cut off, we knew that. Rain the Z7 mile. 